Bye. <laughs> buy my book, but leave me alone. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know I recorded that whole thing. That's gonna be the freaking intro right there. <laughs> you should! Buy my uh -oh. book, leave me alone! There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> make it a, make it a book! Film. What book? This one? This one. That one? Oh, I literally oh. had to go find one. I was like, oh, where's my book? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Well, welcome to Boost and Reviewed. <laughs> hey, hello. What episode is it? Oh, my God. It's six. Are you sure? A hundred. Six hundred or you're 100% sure? I'm 100p. 100p. I just, you I'm know, pretty I sure it's six because I think last one was 5.5. So, booyah. It's episode six. Mm. All right. I'll trust you for once in my life. We have a special guest today, don't we? <laughs> we do have a special guest today. Actually, this is who uh, Morgan is kicking me off to be her. Oh, yeah. Podcast. This is a great introduction. Danielle's gone. I finally found a replacement co-host. Hello, I'm here. Yep. <laughs> my professional microphone and my professional setup. Yeah. Everything Everybody looks say better. goodbye to Danielle. <laughs> I'm Wave out. Your, your goodbyes. <laughs> it's been fun. It nice only took you. two years. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> anyway. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, darn it. I just have <laughs> you little hopes. Us. You know? Anytime. Little hopes. Permanent now. I yeah. will live here on the internet forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so. Yes. So we have a special guest today, and if you haven't read her book yet, what are you doing? Because that's just disrespectful at this point. Reading better books. <laughs> no. <laughs> fault. What? This is just going to be the most, like, uh, not unprofessional, but unprofessional interview yeah, ever. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's fine. Uh... We are interviewing the author of A Tale of Fragile Fate, Elsie Watson. Wait, I have that too. Better known <gasps> as Lexi, because she doesn't want you to call her Elsie ever. Can if you want, but you could just call me Lexi if you really are you feeling fruity. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oy. you may know her on Twitch in the Twitch community, or you may have just bought this wonderful book, this beautiful detrimental awful emotional book <laughs> i really want to i wish i had the freaking red one. Oh, i'll send you one you want one no <laughs> i'll buy it from you you want one i got like a staff yeah look oh, at the red oh one. God. Oh, baby original? the only reason why i didn't order the red one was because i didn't want to wait i was so excited to get oh, it i totally get it like <laughs> this wasn't even a plan to have this and people were like i want a hardcover and i was like okay Mm. Hold. They're both beautiful, though. Like, yeah, they are. thank you. My friend Pyro just... did them, and she is the most phenomenal artist on this planet. And all I said was, "I don't know what I want, but I want there to be a blade." And it turned into these. <laughs> and that's and what honestly, it turned into. I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, it's freaking beautiful. I love her. She's great. Close up oh. view. Wow. Well. Oh yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh Smash. yeah. Smack my yeah. camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buy the book, damn it. In the contents on the inside. Oh, baby. 
<laughs> oh yeah, we didn't just buy this book for the beautiful cover. No. It's the emotional roller coaster that is the 500 pages. Yeah. Yeah. Oh baby. We're going to be talking book things today and not book things. And yeah, I mean we I got just... some yeah. hot tea for you today. We do. Yeah. One I didn't question. get it. I probably do. <laughs> Can I just tell you, I don't know if you got to look at the questions, but I watched your VOD yesterday and listen, I want to fight about some things. Okay. Well, we fighting. (laughs) You'll see in the questions, but I watched the VOD in preparation for today. Okay. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Morgz is going to fight me by the end of this. I'm really excited. Yep. (laughs) It's going to be a new podcast. Cool. Book Fight Club. Yeah. Wait. I'm kind of into Danielle. <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh to start out, do you want to just like introduce yourself? Kind of just give us like your elevator pitch, you know, like, hey, I'm this and I do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm Lexi. Uh I'm most of my day job is a streamer which is like a weird thing to say uh but i play video games on the internet and one day i decided to write a book and then i did and now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> like i know probably authors are so like put together and have like a blurb in their brain of like this is my book this is my demographic and i'm like one day i woke up with covid and i was like i'm gonna write a book and then i did and that was it <laughs> that works too yeah you got COVID and decided to write a book. That's crazy. I did. Yeah. COVID, for some reason, has given me all of the things in life that I wanted, which is like a terrible thing in life. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> the pandemic hit when I really wanted to get into streaming seriously, which is the reason I have, I don't know, became partner and did all this other stuff. But and then getting COVID is the reason I started to write a book. So it's COVID is awful, but it also is the only reason that I guess I'm sitting here right now. So go COVID, I guess. Thanks, COVID, for one thing. You could mm, solely stop ruining the earth, though. That'd be great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's that. You know, it's okay. That's <laughs> <So> fine. <laughs> um, other than COVID, what inspired you to start writing? <laughs> other than COVID. Um... <laughs> I'll be like my memoir, COVID, <laughs> the reason I lived. Um, All right, okay. we got another book. Let's, yeah, there's your teaser. There's there's another book. <laughs> um, I started writing when I was like 10 or 11. And I'm not going to say I was Tina Belcher, but I was Tina Belcher in the fact <laughs> that I wrote like erotic friend fiction. And it was super embarrassing. And I carried this notebook around with me about this guy that I was in love with and it was awful and it's still at my parents house to this day someone's gonna bury it (laughs) with me when I'm a hundred and I was made fun of fun of I I was made fun of for it words (laughs) and uh so I stopped writing for like a really long time until the website was called like Miss Literati or something And it was a website for, like, middle school girls to post whatever they wanted. And I was on there for, like, three years. And I used to post the silliest of stories. 
And that's kind of where it morphed into this now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what inspired me to write was other people writing. Like, this is before, like, AO3 and all those other things. It This was the time where girls put, like, their stories that, I guess it was before Wattpad, too. I never made it to Wattpad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a Wattpad account. I don't think there's anything on there. There might be. I don't know. But um, I really enjoyed writing and I enjoy making stories and specifically characters. And I like how they live in my brain and I can decide their fate and whether it's fragile <laughs> or not. <laughs> oh, Plug. Interesting. Plug. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of what I do it now. I just really like um seeing how characters can change and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Um, so outside of writing, what are some of your favorite things you like to do? Sleeping. <laughs> no, Valid, um, honestly. Honestly, I play a lot of video games just because that's just who I am as a person. Um, hobbies. People have hobbies, don't they? Like video, games video games are a hobby. Yes, they are. That's my career and my hobby. I also like baking, but besides Ooh. like writing and video games, I just kind of exist. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> hobby existing. Top three video games right now. Go. Oh, Spirit Fair is great. The writing is fantastic in that game. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, another wonderful game. I'm probably going to put Baldur's Gate 3 up there now because that game is just top tier fantastic. The writing is just unbeatable and it's chef's kiss. Not me throwing money out my freaking window to get that game to play after this. Yes. Mm. I really want to play it. The writing is fantastic. I've never played a game like that in my life and I was very confused for the first two hours. (gasps) People are giving me all D&D information. I'm like... I'm here to date a vampire man. I don't know what I don't know what D and D is, and now I'm like obsessed with it, and it's consumed my entire being, and it's it's so nice. Yeah, D and D is the shizzle. I love that. Ugh. I'm like obsessed. They do have they do have a D and D campaign going on. Called. Thank you. I was watching that yesterday. It's so much fun. Yeah, the actors do right. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, I didn't know they started it already. Is it on YouTube? Yeah, uh, maybe. I'll have on to find Twitch it. for sure. I'll have to find I it. I think part two's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm going to definitely have to find it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know what you guys are doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, Where do you see your writing journey in five years? Hopefully still writing. <laughs> uh... I like how I'm going to have a sarcastic answer for all of these okay. than an actual answer. That's just who I am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't um, apologize. Honestly, how old will I be in five years? 33. My current plan... <laughs> Danielle, no. 33. <laughs> Danielle, this... how old are you going to be in five years? 40? 35. Gotta get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> this book series, I think, We'll have four books, potentially five, but maybe four. Um, and that will it takes me about a year for per book. So that'll take me until I'm 30. Math is hard. And then I have some other books that I have planned, and I 
every book I try to challenge myself and do something that I am not comfortable with so I can try and break out of that and learn and grow. And um, after this series, because it is very YA, after that, I kind of plan on venturing down the dark fantasy adult smut books. Um, and those are those are my next plans in life is to throw some more adult content out there. <laughs> Oh, Lord, Danielle's going to eat that up. Yeah, (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Listen, I am not a smut reader. However, that'll have to be my introduction, I guess. (laughs) I'm going to break you out of it. It's going to be great. Oh, my goodness. I'm ready. (laughs) Listen, I read A Court of Mist and Fury yesterday, and oh, boy. Spicy. You end up on the floor after that. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shizzle. That's something mm-hmm. else. Oh, boy. So I'm ready. Bring it to me. Speaking of a writing journey, um, what does your writing process look like? <laughs> <laughs> Sarcastic <laughs> answers only. <laughs> Let me grab all my notebooks for you. <laughs> Here's a notebook. Here's another notebook. I literally have oh, like 18 of these. Um, my, I am not, I can't, I can't like plan things at all. It doesn't work out. Every time I try to plan and over plan, I get like overwhelmed and then I get bored because I'm like, I know what's going to happen. This is boring. So I, when I started book one, I wrote the first 100 pages in a month. And then 90% of that actually is not in the book. (laughs) garbage i would i had covid i was just like i'm just gonna write whatever i want <laughs> it was bad so there's i have a document a google doc we called uh the book graveyard and it's every piece of content that was cut from book one and there's a lot of good stuff in there not good writing but good in my brain stuff so the i COVID think like, fog brain pretty much and i i kind of have like a general idea of what i want the book to be but I kind of know how the beginning is. I pretty much always know how it ends within reason. And I always know what, like, the big climax in the middle will be. But besides that, I like learning what the story is as I write it. Because it's much more exciting for me to be like, wait, I could write a chapter like this. And then I just do it. I'm like, I don't know where it's going to go. But I'm going to fit it in somewhere. So no plot no no plot planning for me it's just i'm gonna get there when i get there and just fit it all in and then i did it book one there you go <laughs> that's freaking so impressive to me i wish i could think like that like any type of that because i'm like i wish i could plan <laughs> <laughs> but you get it there that's the thing though it doesn't matter you get it there you know it's actually i mean it's a five-star book so exactly Please, y'all stop that <laughs> <laughs> i mean highs and lows of writing a novel highs us giving you fives right now <laughs> yeah honestly my favorite part of writing it was having people react to it whether it was good or like Lex, this was a stinky thing okay <laughs> um, but my favorite part was like trusting people enough to read some of it before it was even released. It took me about three months to get to a place where I was comfortable sharing it with anyone. And it was 
my lovely moderator in Pain in My Butt and who ended up being a character in the book. Daniel uh, is the first person that ever read content of my book. I don't know why I decided to trust him with it, but I was like, you want to read some of my book? This is when Daniel didn't even have a name in the book. And I was like, you know what? Could put Daniel's name in there as a placeholder, and then it never changed. It just became Daniel, and I can't <laughs> change it now. So <laughs> Daniel will always wait. But yeah, I think I think the highs are seeing people react to it before it was even released, and lows are definitely those parts in books that you don't want to write, <laughs> like in between scenes that you're just like, mm. I just want to get to the good stuff. And like, I guess something I learned is like everything kind of has to be the good stuff because no one really wants to read the boring in-betweens, which is why so much content was scrapped because it was fun for me at the time. But no one wants to read three times the size of this book when half of it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I probably would have also read it, you know. Well, you can, we I'll it. just do the un the uncut version, and it's literally like these two stacked together amount of words. <laughs> oh Jesus! There you go. Woohoo! <laughs> do you have any advice for anyone who wants to become an author? This is going to sound so silly. Just do it, because like I don't know. I think especially with like the internet specifically there's so many like bad advice takes that people will do like you have to go to school for this you have to have some kind of degree blah 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 and i don't think that at all i think if you have a lot of passion for something and you really want to do something you can do it and i've always been that way is i want to achieve something and i'm going to do whatever is necessary to do it and i think if you want something bad enough you could definitely do it and there's always a lot of like weird stigma around self-publishing but i think it's extremely self-rewarding and being your own boss is extremely nice and i've done it for a long time because it (laughs) makes me comfortable um but yeah just putting yourself out there and definitely get people that you trust to read it and give you genuine opinions over this is so great this is terrible so good (laughs) you definitely need someone that sits down and goes this is not good you need to fix this and mm-hmm. yeah, definitely having like a good circle around you, but people that will tell you when something is bad. That's why I keep Morgan around. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've told Danielle a nice thing about herself, so <laughs> she still keeps me around. <laughs> we need everybody. We need somebody like that. I'm here to humble you always. Always. <laughs> you always have to have some, like, someone yeah. like that in yeah. your life. That's me for my husband. I humble him all the time. <laughs> I think that's part of being a boyfriend. I mean, a a girlfriend and a wife. You gotta. Humble. Oh yeah, you have to humble yeah. the other one. Absolutely, yep. that's my job. <laughs> um, so have you read any books that you would like to recommend to the listeners or yes. us? <laughs> what is it called? Oh no. What's do either of you know what the book is about? Where it's a it's a smut book. So Morgs might not know. Nope. What <laughs> Me, I'm um, out. It's the one where the men turn into pastries. What? Lexi. <laughs> now I need to know. Hold on, wait. Let me pull up my Amazon because I bought oh, it what? on Amazon. Where men turn into Yeah, pastries. it's like shaped this is... pastries or something. Where's my Amazon? That's it funny. It's her really pastries. Sh- it's... Her pastry shifters? So. Yes! 
that's <laughs> super short. I, I think the I bought color. it for like two dollars. Um, it's really fun. I gotta say. Wait, super I think fun. this was on Amazon. Like when they did the stuff your Kindle day. I think it was on there for free. Probably. What's the name of it? Her pastry shifters by Mia Harlan. Mm-hmm. Gotta look at the cover. And there's some good-looking men in the background. Three different Yes. Men. And they With all no turn into on. different pastries. We had a conversation in my romance group that I'm in, and there is a smut about a literal door. I love that. <laughs> the first two <laughs> reviews of this book are one stars. And <laughs> sometimes those are the best books. But really- also... Also, wow. somebody said it was the best $3 they spent. So, you know, literally <laughs> best $3 I've ever spent <laughs> wholeheartedly. Uh, well, everybody get it on your Amazon right now. Buy some buy some pastry books. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so guilty of not reading a lot of like <laughs> non-smut books right now because all I've been doing is writing. And I find if I read anything. Sorry. That was so funny. At the same time, my cat knocked over my garbage can. <laughs> and I like turned and I was like, stop playing with the garbage. So I didn't really give you a real answer anyway. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Back from the top. Back from the top. Anyway, um, I'm extremely guilty of accidentally like taking ideas from books or shows I'm watching if they're similar to what I'm trying to write and like not even purposely doing so. I'll like take a plot line like, oh, this is good. I'm like, that's from the Vampire Diaries. Get that out of there. <laughs> so, like, I can't be consumed with media similar to what I'm doing because I'll accidentally mm. take it, unco- like, subconsciously. I'm like, no. So I haven't read anything recently besides the pastry book. But <laughs> the pastry book was really good, in my opinion. So I liked it a lot. I'm gonna suggest Danielle's it. gonna read it. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna suggest it to the girls in my romance books. They love. They keep, love. Keep them. me updated because it's good. I will. I will. <laughs> um. Oh, do you want to do the the um second part of that one? Sure. Uh, um, what is one book that you recommend to anyone getting back into reading? The Outsiders. Oh, great my- book. It's one of my favorite books of all time. I actually just bought another copy of it because I didn't have one. Um, I highly recommend that. But if you're into vampire stuff specifically, um, the Night World series by the same author that wrote The Vampire Diaries actually is a phenomenal series. And they're behind my head. Um, <laughs> also great books. I absolutely love them. They're in, from like the 2000s. Um, but to this day, they're some of the best books that I can recommend for people that like vampire-based books specifically. Mm-hmm. And what a great time for vampire books, right? Like, we're getting to the I season. Know. Yeah. I, today's the first day of fall, too, so happy fall. Yay! Oh, shit! Yeah! yeah. Do you see yourself writing outside of the fantasy genre in the future? And then, part two, what? inspired you to start with fantasy so in the future currently all of my plans are in the fantasy space only because i love taking people away from like the normal day today and what people can expect um from someone that like 
dissociates a lot in life. I love to be put somewhere that I would never actually be. And I love to take people there as well. And I think that's kind of where I feel the most comfortable now. I think the only other genre I might dip my toes in is maybe horror. But Ooh. besides that, I think those are probably the realms that I'll remain in. Um, I probably... I started with fantasy just because I grew up as the biggest Twilight girly on the planet. I still am the biggest Twilight girly on the planet. Um, and Stephanie Meyer and um, Allison Noel were big influences in my life for the kind of writing that I wanted to do. And then I just said, why do I wait so long to actually just go for it and write my own fantasy book? So that's why we did it. One day I said... I could just do it. <laughs> and now we're here. And here we are. And here, here we, we are. are. Yeah. All together. Wow. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, where are we? What is a fun fact about yourself that your fans may or may not know about you? I feel like my go-to fun fact everybody knows at this point, because I have no colon, but <laughs> <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that? Oh my gosh, let me tell you the story. In 2019, I paid a robot $100,000 to remove my colon. And that sounds so silly, but that's the truth. Well, your statement about tacos makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Um, do, do I not have a colon? Oh, I feel like you'd know, time. Danny. You might know if you didn't have one. Now I'm concerned I don't At this have point. One. <laughs> you might Go not get it know. checked out. Going up to my doctor, ma'am, I don't think I have a colon. She'd be like, get out. Get out. Be like, but I know this girl on the internet. She, she told me. <laughs> uh, that's a good fun fact. What the that heck? is a good fun fact. That's, that's one that you like hang on to, you know? Yeah, it's like good yeah. for parties. Yeah. It's like a party trick. <laughs> like. Tell, tell something. Someone's and like, you, I have a cat. And you I'm blow like, your colon thing. from your back pocket. <laughs> Look at this. They didn't even give me Jesus. a picture. I'm still so salty about it. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. I went through all that for no picture. Like, I want a selfie of my doctor next to my colon. <laughs> nothing. Like, what's up? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Oh. Holy shit. That's funny. I'm going to write a book about that. That's your horror book. That's my horror book. <gasps> yeah. Dr. Steele's colons take selfies with them. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know where the horror aspect comes, but you know, we'll figure that you out. You can figure it out. <laughs> okay. I the can't. robot could go rogue. Oh, and it eats the colons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. She's like, shut up, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's a book or video game that you're excited to read or play in the future? You don't read books. I mean, you don't play books. I don't read. I don't know how to read. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> I think of games that are coming out this year. I know. It's like getting to the end. So I feel like even if it's like 20, 2024. Apparently, I did not come up with an answer for this question because I. <laughs> okay. That's, a game that that's okay. Out in 2024. I, that's what I was thinking. Like, I can't even think of anything that's video game wise. Oh, oh, shizzle. Uh, there's that. There's that vampire one that's coming out. Of course. Um, what is it? It's like, mm, no, I don't know the name. 
Wait, is the it the vampire all, one? Is it on PlayStation? Maybe I don't know. It's it's like Animal Crossing themed. Oh, oh. Yeah, well, I'm into that. Vampires. <laughs> it's like moonlight, moonlight pier. Moonlight wait, is it shine? Oh, oh wait, I'm, I'm in their Discord. Moonlight Peaks. That's the name of it. Oh, it's the vampire, ooh. uh, Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing esque. That's later. The coziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Catch Lexi's stream when she plays that. Yeah, right? That's coming out next year, you said? I, th- I think so. <laughs> we'll look it up. Maybe. We'll plug it. Someday. Yeah, we'll put it in the... Someday. It's coming out. That's all it It'll be in the... Uh, whatever. The description. In the bio. Yeah, before. No, yeah. Wherever it is. Below. That's just fun. check out everything that we mentioned in the bio. People are going to just... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a giant list of random things. <laughs> We're gonna, gonna link the pastry, pastry book. book. <laughs> We're gonna link this. Oh my god! Uh, gotta Can get you... the good shit out there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Can you tell us about your experience with the process of self-publishing book one? Of course. So I started writing book one on literally January first of twenty twenty-two. I decided I was gonna self-publish it like a week later. <laughs> If I if it ever came out, just because I suffer with such bad anxiety and I have such bad like I deal with I can't deal with people rejecting me. It's not we don't do Mm -hmm. it. So, you know, instead of putting myself through the ringer, I said for my first book and for the fact that I I never wanted to publish this to like sell a million copies, make a bunch of money and be like super famous from it. I really just wanted to do it for myself. And, like, if people in my community wanted to read it, they could. Uh, so I decided to self-publish it. I finished writing it in, like, 100% finished in, like, November of 2022. I gave it to my editor, Karen, who's one of the nicest people on the earth. Um, she edited it for about two months. And then we did the Kickstarter <laughs> to publish the book, uh, which was... Very overwhelming. Um, my goal was like five hundred dollars, and I hit it in twelve seconds, which was not at all what I was expecting. I was like, I hope two people buy my book, mm-hmm. and we ended up selling three hundred copies just from the Kickstarter. Um, excuse me, and then from there, book went live June of twenty twenty two. And then I released the hardcover in July of 2022. Um, but the the process was extremely re- relaxing and stressful because I was in control of everything. And I liked being in control of things um, and deciding, like, what teasers I can put out, all of that kind of stuff, um, which is also why I kind of steered away from traditional publishing for this specifically because I had a very specific vision for what I wanted this experience to be like and I don't regret that I don't think because it was everything I wanted it to be as I talk like it's dead now and there's nothing left (laughs) I still have more to do but it really was what I made it out to be and I really enjoyed it and it was extremely rewarding to see people get books and I don't think there will ever be another time in my life where like I'll have a house full of boxes of my books to sign it was very very surreal and i'm extremely grateful for the amount of people that wanted to do that because that's not everyone's first experience obviously 
and I am extremely grateful for the fact that there are so many people that wanted to read that. Um, yeah, so it was it was very nice, but also it was very stressful because I am my biggest critic, and I am very hard on myself. And up until like a month before that book came out, I was still scrapping stuff and changing wording because I was like, this has to be perfect. And then as most people know, it was published with a huge error in it, so... <laughs> It was fine I mean, anyway. To be honest, I didn't catch the error. I saw Thank that in you. your VOD yesterday. Didn't catch it. And I looked, I went to the page and I was like, hmm. Didn't notice. Same. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I ended up formatting the entire book myself and I had to teach myself how to do it. And I regret that heavily because <laughs> two chapters needed a very important point of view marker. And I apparently... I had it in my copy, but they did not make them into the Kickstarter copies. So there was just no marker that the point of view had changed. And I cried about it for like two weeks. I was like, this is oh. worse. And I have like 300 copies in my house incorrect. And I was like, she just I don't think I noticed that either. <laughs> yeah, I really just wanted to write it. Go, please don't hate me. Please don't hate me. Like I sat on my kitchen and cried. And my husband was like, it's no. going to be okay. And I was like, no, it's not because I have to be perfect. He goes, there's going to be another error in there. And there was. <laughs> Not the reassurance that you needed, maybe. I know. <laughs> yeah. But there was more errors. But, you know, I think it's at this fun. point, there's finally no typos. So. Go yeah. Me. Yeah. Great if job. you get Small the book thing. now, there's no problem. <laughs> Which you should. Get the book. It's great. Get the book. Get the okay. book. Get and it. If you haven't, what are you doing? Please. You should already have it. Yeah. You should have it. Very nice. Suckers. Sorry in advance when you finish it. Oh, my God. Oh, actually, we'll yeah. Get, we'll get there. Don't you worry. We'll freaking get there. So if you haven't read it yet, get out of here because we're going to spoil. But Bye. why haven't you had it? Anyway. Bye. So questions Bye. about book one are here. Mm -hmm. So first question, what are some fun things you want to tell your readers about book one? It's super fun. Um, if you, honestly, if you're someone that really enjoyed Twilight, I'm not saying it's the same as Twilight because it's not, but it is in the same kind of feel as Twilight, which was my intent was I wanted a book that made some girl feel the way Twilight made me feel when I was growing up, which was to be completely separated from my real life and like in a world that doesn't really exist. Um, fun things about my book uh boarding school my favorite thing to write about is boarding schools because I've never been to one and I had some kind of fixation on them growing up and I just wanted to go to one and now you couldn't catch me dead at a boarding school I will never go to one my kids will not go to one uh-uh um there's vampires in it there's werewolves in it there's fairies in it um there's human girls that are in way over their head and there's cute boys with baseball bats <laughs> and it is my all of my emotions and everything in my brain spilled out into a novel which ended up being the sword <laughs> we love that um who's your favorite character in book <laughs> <laughs> uh Depends on the day. No. Uh, it's really funny because um, I technically have two, but it really is our two main characters. 
Uh, Lake will always be my favorite because she, I always tell people she is the best and the worst parts of me. Um, and I love everything about her, but also sometimes you want to just shake her and go, what are you doing? Um, and I love that about her because she isn't perfect. Cause in a lot of like fantasy books, the main character can be portrayed in a very, I'm perfect. All the boys want me, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And I wanted her to be flawed without falling into like a Bella Swan situation because a lot of people do make fun of Bella Swan for being a lot <laughs> but also writing my book had made me appreciate Bella Swan more because of her growth from book one and Lake has to start somewhere incredibly imperfect in book one in order to get anywhere and I wanted her to be kind of a fish out of water that just was trying to find any sort of security so i adore her so much but also reed is my favorite because he's chaotic and does whatever he wants and <laughs> i just adore him because he never tries to be anything that he isn't he's always very authentic with himself and don't touch his woman because <laughs> You will get a bat in the side of your head, probably, you mm -hmm. know? That baseball bat's coming right for your cheeks. It's coming. <laughs> coming right for your cheeks. Right there. <laughs> Either set. <laughs> <laughs> um, piggybacking off of that question, what character would you want to be friends with the most? Oh, everyone wants to be friends with Piper. She is. <sighs> yes. That's... She's the most fun. She really is. And she's actually the first side character besides Lake and Daniel that I had created. I knew exactly what her name was. I knew who she was going to be. And I knew exactly what she was going to look like. And she was just going to be the manic pixie trope times 10 like i wanted her to be the complete opposite it's almost like wednesday with wednesday and whatever that girl's name is i can't remember what her name is enid yeah i think, I think that's her but name. um without like being as wednesday obviously she's <laughs> not that she's not that but i wanted i wanted piper to be a very stable character for like to have and also be just sunshine all the time and she really is and i would like to be friends with her because i feel like she would make me look cute with magic makeup and she would take me to get pumpkin spice lattes i mean yeah probably what yeah, a good probably. friend honestly yeah. the best <laughs> um is there a character in book one that you feel like you relate to the most and why i think you kind of answered this but yeah, prob probably like because she does have she has severe anxiety because I have severe anxiety. Um, and the panic attack scene in the shower is actually an actual memory that I have that I wrote into it. Um, and it this will continue in book two um, with scene like things that have happened to me in my life. I kind of have rewritten into something that you can make positive just so I can kind of deal with things. Um, so most of all that I am is in her, but also she, she's also 17 and I am not. So <laughs> she's a younger version of me and sometimes she's the best. And sometimes you go, what are you doing? 
just stop it. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> oh. Number 14 mm. is is a good question. Go ahead and ask it. You want me to ask it? I mean, I just asked a question. It's your turn. Oh, okay. Uh, Silly. What was your favorite chapter to write in book one? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, Uh-oh. there's a few, but, like, my number one favorite is one that actually was not going to be in the book until the week before the book was done. Um, I wanted to write it, but I didn't know if it would end up being fit in anywhere because I cut so much content out. I don't know what the chapter number is anymore because the numbers are so messed up. But it's the chapter where Lake and Reed are sitting on the bench uh, in the rain outside of the school um, before they fall on each other. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, but that's probably my favorite chapter because he is so quietly trying to show her that he's down bad for her, but without being upfront about it. And she's kind of at a fork in the road of trying to decide what she's going to do with her life and the future of what she's going to do at Astron Penn. Um, and that chapter had actually been split into like three different chapters that ended up all getting cut. But at the last minute, I said, I want to write this because I deserve it. So I wrote <laughs> it and I stuck it in there and it really doesn't drive the plot, but it does. But it is mostly fluff, but it was for me. Um, but that was probably my favorite. Probably the second favorite, though, is the greenhouse chapter because... That one's just good, too. <laughs> that one just has a lot of drama, because every time I try to write something happy, you have to end it with something terrible, because that's who I am. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be happy all the time. Oh, boy. Uh, I just realized that I threw us all off. I'm sorry, Danny. That's okay. You ask the next two. Okay. As soon as you started asking it, I was like, it was my turn, you freaking idiot. <laughs> that was my own fault. <laughs> sorry. Ain't no thing. Um, can you tell us about the OG switch from sync to a tale of fragile fate? (laughs) So (laughs) the original book was called sync and it was going to be two books. One was sync and one was buoyant. Whatever. Um, it was called sync because the first thing I ever wrote for this book was a chapter that does not exist. Um, and it was the point where Reed was originally introduced because Reed in the first version it, uh, didn't actually show up until like chapter 37. Um, he wasn't supposed to really be prominent at all. Um, the book was actually supposed to have a love triangle. And every time I say it, I cringe inside <laughs> because I hate myself. Um, and he was supposed to be like, the one that comes out in the middle of the book and saves the day, but he just had too much to say. And he just slowly kept creeping forward in chapters and then ended up in chapter four. And I was like, this is where you will remain. Um, but the original chapter sync uh, took place after the carnival. Um, it didn't end as disastrously in the original version. Um, so they, she runs into a bathroom and collapses beneath the sink and cuts off all her hair. And um, it's great. <laughs> All these things are people be like, what? Yeah, I know. This is why content gets cut and I am an editor. 
Um, but it was just it was just supposed to be a placeholder um, because it was a joke that it was taking place at a sink. But also it was supposed to represent uh, a that read spoilers for the end sinks his teeth into her and b that she essentially sinks to the bottom of a lake which is really dark but it was supposed to have a triple meaning but we ended up changing it because the sink scene didn't exist and also mm. it was hard to make more books with one worded titles that didn't sound silly so <laughs> we ended up changing it a couple times uh fragile fate was originally fractured fate but fracture is a really hard word um, so I changed it to fragile, and now the rest of the books will all be a tale of blank blank. Piggybacking off of that, I feel like you just have to share at this point who the love triangle was between. <laughs> so originally Connor was the original love interest, and I want to die inside when I say <laughs> that because I hate him. Um, and here's the problem. I wanted to do a love triangle because that was how I was going to challenge myself because I don't like reading love triangles personally. I always pick one. And if she picks the wrong one, I'm like, goodbye. Oh, we're in Vampire <laughs> Diaries. She chose Damon. I stopped watching. I was like, bye-bye. I don't oh care anymore. <laughs> so, um, but I could not seriously write a single chapter with him in it in a romantic setting that like I felt proud of. I was like, I hate this. Just oh get to stop. Just get rid of it. So I always made him, like, kind of creepy, but also, like, there was never, we never attached the triangle at the end. We just cut that part straight out, and now Connor will have no one. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like we collectively appreciate no love interest with Connor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. Yeah, Connor. I'm glad. Oh, man. <laughs> so nice. He had, a, he had an arc, though, kind of. Yes. Kind of. Sort of, yeah. It's kind of like a roller coaster. It you know? Yes. I, yes. I suck again. Yeah. No, no, I suck. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So this is what I was referencing earlier about I was going to fight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, watched the VOD in preparation for today. And I just need to know who hurt you to kill off Quincy. <laughs> In the original ending. <laughs> Listen, somebody in the group had to die because I just needed someone to go. But it was going to, he was originally designed to die, but I figured out how much fun I could have with him for three more books, but I couldn't do it. But also, um, I needed there to be a wedge created at the end of the book in order for book two to make sense. And originally Quincy was going to be not more involved, but like, I don't know. That's kind of where the disconnect led me to was his death would not cause a wedge between my main characters enough to drive my second plot. And I needed somebody to go that drove a wedge and who better? <laughs> Who better than the dad to drive a wedge? So Quincy was spared. Yay. Yes, um, we, we love that. But I did end up killing her father instead. I, <laughs> She's I so needed... subtle. I did kill the dad. It's fine. I did, I did do that. Yes. I'm on trial. I did. I did do that, sir. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I needed the wedge to be significant enough. And Quincy wasn't going to be a wedge between Lake and Reed in the sense that Reed and Quincy don't have a lot of interaction in book one. And I will give you a spoiler. Book two, there is interaction. And it is some of the best stuff I've written because it's so funny. I can't wait. Um, I've forced myself to put characters together that don't normally interact. Oh, my. So good. <laughs> but that in book one, the wedge just wouldn't make enough sense. So he was spared, but I killed a father in order to get the vibe I needed at the end regardless. So I'm sorry I almost killed him, but I didn't. And I did it for you. You did. <laughs> you did it for me. Because Quincy is my favorite character. I love him. So while I was watching that yesterday, I was literally like I had it up over here. I was typing the questions over here and I was just like. Mm-hmm. She I was so what? mad. I was so mad. You can thank the five below parking lot. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to the five below parking lot. We're going to get there. Wait, can you talk about the significance of the first word and the last word? Yes. Um. So for anyone that doesn't know, if this this was planned and on purpose, um, after I figured out that the dad was going to go dog hair in my lip gonna go all right get the, get the, the first word of the first chapter is lake and it's her dad asking well, being like hey and the last word on the last page of the book is dad um <laughs> and it's supposed to represent sadness because the first one is like lake and it's supposed to begin this whole adventure and then it ends with dad and dad is dead <laughs> You just love and saying so, that dad is so, dead. Dad's dead. It's so sad when you like look at the two and you're like, I went through all of this for one word at the end and that's it. And that's just how it ends. And uh, people either love the end of the book or they hate the end of the book. There is no in between. I've gotten both sides, um, but I actually structured this book to feel like a panic attack, um, which is it is slow in the beginning, which is on purpose. And then it quickly builds and then it's like an avalanche and then it just abruptly ends because people with panic attacks know at the end you're just like left with what just happened. Mm -hmm. And that's how I wanted it to feel. I wanted the entire book to be structured like what's going on? I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God, this happened. Oh, wait, it's over. <laughs> and then book two <laughs> we'll uh -oh. go somewhere else. But yeah, so. That's what we've done here. I just killed everyone's emotions with. A single chapter at the end. It's okay. I mean, in your defense, you did bring mom back. I did. Yeah. So we do have at least Talked one parent. That. Yeah, she has to have somebody. You know, what she I mean? has one parent. And I always knew the mom was gonna come back. Like that was an original, original version. I knew that woman was not dead. She was never dead. <laughs> and it was very fun to bring her back because she is such a mysterious character that you don't know a lot about because Lake doesn't talk about her that much and you don't have a lot of information on her. And that's on purpose because she is supposed to be this mysterious figure that you think is just gone and then she just reappears and you're like, oh, hello. <laughs> what are you doing? She just, she just comes back like nothing has occurred and it's like, here I am. I'm really excited to get, I'm hoping more of Reed and Reed's dad and his stepmom. Ow! Sorry, I just hurt myself. <laughs> I promise there is significantly more of Reed and Reed's dad. I'm ready for that. That train wreck. Because <laughs> um, book two is split point of view. 
um and it is read and it is lake so half of the book does take place completely from his side and you get to learn a lot more about the entire beckett family lineage going way back um and you get to really figure out what kind of person reed's dad is because people either think he is the worst or there's some people that are reed beckett dad's biggest fans <laughs> and i'm like i don't i don't know about that one i kind of like um, him i don't know <laughs> He's kind of oh comp- he's like daddy, but like oh, I don't what? know. Like he has lots of money. <laughs> he has lots of money, but also he kind of stinks as a dad. So you're just like, I feel conflicted about this. Yeah. He's not Charlie Swan, but he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's not the best. He's not Carlisle either. I don't know who know who he is. I always told people that like Lake's dad, like the image of him was always what I wanted my dad to be like. I have a dad for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> Me and my dad don't get along very well. Um, so I always put Lake's dad as like the the dream vision of what I wanted my dad to be, which is extremely caring and warm and whatever. And Reed's dad is my reality of the kind of dad that I have. Um, and I killed Lake's dad also for like a mental like I'm killing the vi- the version of the dad that I thought I would have growing up that I didn't get um and like uh Reed's dad is the reality of the dad that I have and that's just kind of you know when you have family you kind of have to accept how the cards have been given to you so I just want to say you that will see. when I was watching the VOD I was like I've said it already but like I'm so impressed by like all of the things that you relate back to the book and like how deep it actually really really yeah. is and i'm like what the yeah. heck i'm like this girl i want to th- like think like her because like my, oh my brain God. works weird <laughs> i like it it's not weird there's, it's genius there's so many like little things that people don't like see in the book or like why some things occur and i'm like everything is for a reason there's a character that never came back for a reason like just wait they're coming <laughs> back just well. not yet just, just wait just wait. So, 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 feel free to not answer what you don't want to answer, but I'll answer everything. Do you have an idea or a rough outline of what each book is going to be about in the series already? Oh, absolutely. Uh, book two's outline is a little messy right now because it is the hardest book to write, I think, um, to for something to come after the first one because the first one is a lot and the second one definitely has to drive you in a certain direction um so twos is a little messy but i know approximately where it will end uh three and four their entire plots are done beginning to end and i know what will occur what characters are here and there um and ultimately where the series will end i've always known where the series will end um and like where each character's arc needs to journey through to get there um yeah i guess <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess yeah yeah i have yeah. it you know <laughs> it's the notebooks the notebooks it's the notebook i do i have so many notebooks <laughs> but yeah so all of them have a plot and have an outline um and i i know where everyone will end I that's so scary i don't like the word oh you can't no i don't <laughs> ah, <he's> 
it's a um, lot to maintain all of these characters because like you never know who loves who and you're just like i'm so sorry but also i knew i created this person to kill them so like sorry about it i feel like after this interview you're gonna find a way to kill quincy just to spite me probably <laughs> i'm gonna read it in whatever <laughs> book it ends up happening if it ends up happening i'm just gonna be like she did this on purpose i'll just put a <laughs> winky face at the bottom of the page <laughs> that's for you <laughs> You specifically. Wow. <laughs> so upsetting. Just a little gift. <laughs> um, talking about the characters, mm-hmm. what characters from book one can we expect to see in book two? Pretty much all of them. Except um, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Not Damn. For him. Except for dad. dead probably will not be in book two. Uh, so, you know, a lot of the Dixons are dead. <laughs> um, no, the main, the main group, everyone is in there. Um, and there's a lot of new characters as well, which I'm really excited about. Um, you'll definitely see a lot of more, um, a lot more of Reed's family, um, because they are split. So you get to definitely journey deeper into reed's mind because the reed chapters in book one were some of my favorite chapters to write because i love being him for some reason (laughs) he's extremely fun to write as because he is just a smart ass and very it's very like black and white to him there isn't a lot of like gray area but like there is a lot of gray area and Mm self-doubt and whatever but reed it's either it's this way or it's this way and there's there's no other thinking about it um but yeah, you will see everyone and you'll see them in fun situations. You'll see people grouped with other people that you didn't think you would. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot ca- There's a lot happening. You thought there was a lot happening in one. There's a lot happening in two. Okay, so but then like on a scale of one to ten, how bad is book two going to destroy us all? Twelve. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why you gotta be like that? <laughs> I have to. I tell everyone, like, I don't write happy endings. I write realistic endings. They're so, not just gonna, like, skip into the sunset and go, wee. That's fair. I, so, yes. So you know how it's gonna end? Or do you oh, have... absolutely. Oh, my God. I know how two ends. I know how three ends. And I know how four ends. And you know they how Piper's have... novella is gonna be... Yes, right. That's so bad. I love her. I just want her to like go off into the other realm and like just cause mayhem somewhere. And I just want to write all about it because she's so fun to journey with. She's just her own entity, and she doesn't care about anything else. And I love that about her. I'm kind. I envy Piper. Piper's kind of who I wish to be, which is very carefree. I do what I want. And mm-hmm. if you have a problem with it, boo-hoo. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, okay. For book two, can you give us any hints on what lies ahead in book two? Of course I can. <laughs> Got to take notes right now. Take, take all the notes. Um, so book two, so I'll say book one is a lot about um, what happens to young people, like drama and all those kinds of things. And book two is definitely um, processing what has occurred to young people and how they deal with it and the difference in how people will deal with trauma. 
Um, so, you know, Lake has gone through so much at this point. Her mom is now back in her life. Her dad is gone. Her brother is her brother. <laughs> and she kind of has to deal with all of this. And then, you know, Reed... <laughs> Reed's just been through it so much and he doesn't get a break. For real. <laughs> so bad for him. I just put him through the ringer. Um, and Reed kind of has to deal with uh, you know, now transforming into a full vampire, um, and overcoming new obstacles that come with that because he kind of had it good in a way, um, before being kind of stuck in the middle because he could kind of do whatever he wants. And now he has to process being a vampire and having a human companion and how he processes that is not probably what people will think he's going to do um it's gonna be extremely fun to see how people <laughs> see this um he just kind of deals with things um and i can say there's a lot of there's a lot of family drama and um i guess like the biggest uh theme is uh what happens when the past can't stay buried so things will continue because there was a lot of you know things left unsaid about book one and her mom and like the things that had occurred before even those two were alive so those have not been forgotten they're just going to keep coming back because at this point when you think about it um lake really has to deal with being lied to at the end of the day mm -hmm. by her own family and like what she'll do about it. Um, so book two is a lot of Lake becoming more of an individual and Reed trying to figure out how he's going to be with anyone at this point. He's done, done, done. I know. He's <laughs> just going, they're just going through it, you know? Oh, that makes me so scared. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, it's a trip. Hello. Do you want to be in the interview? We have a okay. question for Stella. Okay, here. <laughs> Stella, are you going to be interviewed? Okay. Hello. Stella, who's your favorite character? Stella, who's your favorite character? Oh, it's me. <laughs> I know. I'm your favorite character. All right, go away. I love you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just wanted a kiss. <laughs> so we talked about your favorite chapter of book one. Have you written your favorite chapter you think of book two? And without giving a lot away, can you tell us about it if you have written it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my current favorite chapter actually doesn't have Lake in it at all, um, which is super funny. Um, and I can tell you that it involves... Um, Reed, Joel, and Quincy going on an adventure together, which is the strangest combination. The two make sense, but when you throw Quincy in, it's like, what's occurring? Um, and they go on a journey, and it is extremely funny, and it actually features um, the first Kickstarter character, because I mm. one of the tiers in Kickstarter was that they could create a character, and this was the first feature um, of somebody. And uh, her name is Terry, and it is one of my favorite characters now. And Bella, <laughs> hey, could you stop? She's a good guard dog. Hold it's on. fine. Dal it's okay. Uh, Dallas is here. He's going to steal the dog. <laughs> Hi, take the dog away. 
said she's, she's being very defiant. Like, <laughs> Can you go away? Oh no, she's running <laughs> back. <laughs> no, mom. Kicking her out. Get out of here. Go away. Out. <laughs> Bye bye. Can go bark and bother somebody else. <laughs> what was I talking? Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, the adventure. Yes. So it has one of the first Kickstarter characters, which is really fun. Um, but the three of them go on an adventure, uh, together, and they get put through the ringer, of course. Uh, and everything kind of goes wrong. And it is one of my favorite chapters because putting those three in a vehicle together with such differing personalities. Because Reed is very brooding now. He is very, I'm not going to say angry, but like, I do kind of hate the world and everything the world has mm -hmm. done to me. And Joel is just very, kind of like Piper-esque and like, I'm just kind of a himbo and I'm just kind of here <laughs> and I love life. Woohoo. And then there's Quincy who just is the best, but also is annoying at the worst of times always. So those three together is chaos, but. I absolutely love it, and I hope people love it, too, because it truly is everything I needed it to be. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm so ready. Very fun. Morgan, you're going to ask the next one, too, because she mentioned it earlier. So back to five below. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know if you visited five below while, watch while watching, while writing book two. Yes, I have been to five Fuck. below. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I came up with the new ending of book one in a five below parking lot. And I sat there waiting for the store to open to buy Squishmallows. And I, I audibly gasped. And my husband goes, what? And I said, I'm going to kill Lake's dad. And he's like, you're going to do what? And I was like, her dad has to die. And he's like, why? And I was like, because he does. I have to, I, we have to go home. I have to kill him right now. <laughs> so I bought Squishmallows and then I did. Uh, but for some reason, I get inspired at the Five Below parking lot. I have sat there once before to figure out uh, kind of the climax of two, and I did. I can't tell you what it is, but mm. I have sat there. <laughs> I've visited it. my besties at Five Below. <laughs> five Below, please sponsor everyone. <laughs> Next book has like a Five Below logo on it. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Mike gets a job at five below. <laughs> that could just be like a little like plug or something. Just like a little teaser or whatever. Yeah, We're going to write a fanfic about Lake at the five below. Yeah. That's oh my so God. fun. <laughs> um, well, can you share any secrets from book two with us? Mm, Actually, I know the secret you can share with us. It's not really a secret. But like, what's the name? <laughs> Oh, book two is called A Tale of Poisoned Past, and it has a metaphorical and other reasoning. Um, extremely fun. Uh, book two, it kind of is, it really is, I'm, I'm not following the Twilight formula, but also the Twilight formula is genius. And book one was a lot about two people being kind of consumed by one another and book two without really spoilers is two people kind of being separated from one another because book two mm. they at, well book one at the end they are separated and i can confirm with you at the beginning of book two they are not 
<laughs> they're not standing side by side holding hands going, life is so great. Well, yeah. <laughs> so book two really is them as individuals trying to overcome things, but also the difference in someone like Lake that might uh, need support from others. And then there's the difference of Reed, who's always been kind of a loner and Joel's only Joel's been his only friend, really. Um, and kind of how he deals with everything that has happened and how those two ways of dealing kind of butt heads and, you know, the mental and physical changes of becoming a vampire and relying on someone and thinking someone is this person and then kind of morphing into somebody else in the image of them. Um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> a lot of mental acrobatics I do on a daily basis. Um, that's my biggest hint. Also, there's a wedding. You can have that hint. There's a wedding in book two. That's not a spoiler, I promise, because that was said in book one. Reed's dad is getting married. Um, very fun. Grape. I'm excited <laughs> and nervous. I'm so nervous. <sighs> go somewhere. <laughs> if you cast the MCs in a movie, who are your number one choices? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. I don't know anybody <laughs> ever. So I always have like pictures of them, but I don't know what their names are. Um the girl from the Fosters, whatever her name is. Uh her name Mia Maya, the main character? I think so. I know who you're talking about. Her okay. is what I always envisioned Lake to look like. Oh, um, the evil kid from Inception is what I imagined Daniel to look like. Oh, God. And Reed, I have never found an actor that is 100% what I need. Like, he just doesn't exist. And I think that's just because I hold him to a different standard. But handsome man, though. Handsome man. Can't find one, though. That's That's fair. No one spawned in IRL that looks like that. Yeah, somebody can somebody please have a, a really handsome man <laughs> to be in the movie because I can't find one. <laughs> I have reference pictures, but it's all random people. I don't know what their name is, but they're handsome. <laughs> this one, this guy right here, find him, <laughs> clone him. Do you want me to do this one or you want to do this one? You do it, you do it. <laughs> do you remember in stream yesterday when I said that there was a question? Yes. All right. <laughs> so. Is it? Charlie Swan. Yep. Read from mm -hmm. your book, you know. Uh -huh. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the vampire from Baldur's Gate. Astarian. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Fuck, Mary, kill. <laughs> me oh man <laughs> okay i'm gonna fuck charlie swan because... <laughs> yep yep um i'm gonna marry a starian and i'm gonna kill my own character because <gasps> he is 18 years old so fair <laughs> goodbye <laughs> that's Sorry, fair Reed, i love you so much and i mentally kill you every day that you piss me off in my chat so <laughs> I'm going to marry my vampire man and fuck Charlie Swan <laughs> and not regret it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh, man, that was good. That was good.
easiest answer. Damn, we should have done better. I know. I had originally the um Edward, and then I was oh, like, an easy kill. And then <laughs> I changed it. And I then it. the main guy from Vampire Diaries. Oh, Stefan or Damon? Though? Oh, I think I wrote down Damon. I think you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he can it. die too. But it was always Team Stefan. And I was so sad when she chose the wrong one. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Bye. And I never finished it to this day. I'm that petty. <laughs> I never finished it. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's circle back. What if we okay. changed Reed to okay. Felix? Oh. Mm. I guess I'm killing Felix because he got a woman. <laughs> wow clip it i know and that's clip still it. so sad <laughs> felix got a lady and a baby i mean Char- charlie's single for now and then <laughs> for Charlie now my heart forever <laughs> actually it was really funny before this i uh paid my sister who is at build-a-bear right now to get me the build-a-bear bat and name it a starian and then bring it to my house after this so, oh my huh. gosh i love wow. that like she's like i'm at build-a-bear and i was like can you get me a bat? And she goes, send me money. And I was like, fine. You better name it Astarian. Dress it nicely and bring it to me. <laughs> Dress it nicely. Dress it nicely. She's like, what does that even mean? I was like, figure it out. <laughs> Put a nice outfit on the bat. Come on. Um. All right. And then do you have any questions for us as readers, as fans, and as idiots? Yes. Yes, I do. What? Oh what was your favorite chapter personally for you i loved the carnival chaos that was oh my, my favorite oh my <laughs> that I, section yeah. was rewritten so many times there was, was two so sections good. in the book specifically that were rewritten several times the baseball scene in the beginning had been rewritten five times with different injuries to lake which is hilarious the first time she got wailed in the face Three of the five rewrites were her getting wailed in the face in different ways. And the carnival was rewritten several times. But I love the carnival because I love carnivals, which is why it exists. And I have a carnival tattoo because I just I just love carnivals. And some people think that like that carnival thing is odd to be there, but it isn't because wait, (laughs) (sighs) because things, things you just wait. Carnivals are important. I think I'm with the carnival too. I think I also liked the interactions like when everything was kind of at a peak with her mom and like kind of yeah. at the end figuring all of that out. That I was really so fun that. to write too. I it's weird because like I've never lost like a significant person in like my personal life. So like my biggest it's kind of a blessing and a curse cuz like I can kill off a character so easily because like I'm like <laughs> whatever not my dad but also (laughs) uh book two will be a challenge for me for like going through the different stages of grief for someone that hasn't personally had to experience that i guess in that way i'm blessed but also it is a challenge to try and do Mm -hmm. that because writers are always like write what you know but also i write about vampires holding baseball bats so like nobody knows that anyway (laughs) hopefully Maybe they do. Oh. <laughs> oh man. I can't wait for more Piper. I love her. She's my fave. Oh, 
I can I, tell you right now that she gets sassier and Quincy gets we love that. more annoying, but like in the best way. <laughs> now that he has magic powers, he is the embodiment of, I have magic power. <laughs> and I love it. He's just like, here I am. I have magic. Look at me. <laughs> oh, great. It's great. The it's the best and the worst because Piper and him are like a married couple that will never be together. And they just drive each other insane and it just gets magnified because he's annoying in the best way. Why am I Quincy and why are you Piper Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I really was hoping just all the references to like the 1%, the 1%. I was like, if he doesn't come out of this with powers, I swear to God. And then his arc at the end was so great. And then you were going to kill him. <laughs> right up the yeah. arc and then dead that really was another reason why i didn't kill him because i was like because that really would be tragic he's like i have magic powers well it was gonna be he has magic powers and he used it to save piper's life and then dies hmm. but i guess he can save lives and live it's fine <laughs> for now for, for now. now oh he's god got, he's got fun adventures to do it's okay i just wanted to touch on when we were talking about piper you mentioned this in the VOD about her being able to read minds or something along those lines and how she didn't with Lake when she first started mm -hmm. and how she like respected that. And I guess I didn't realize that while I was reading. Like you were talking about people commenting on like plot holes and stuff and I just didn't even pick up Honestly, on that. Honestly, I like, didn't really think great. about it either because it was just more of like a, a, like in my brain it just made sense that she wouldn't immediately just mm -hmm. pry into people's brains but a couple people had asked me like well why doesn't she do this and i'm like because she's being polite <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not saying you know nice. from the beginning she's like oh no like obviously she's probably you know dabbled yeah. in there a little bit but besides that you know piper's too nice for her own good sometimes i think mm. um and she needed a friend as much as i think lake needed a friend and she didn't want to put anything in that way to like lose that because from the book piper's lived by herself like most of the time she's been there and she's close with sadie but like not in the same way that i think these two grow to be um because they really do have a really strong relationship and uh, growing up i didn't have a lot of like best girl friends i always had a friend that was always best friends with somebody else so, mm -hmm. like, I was always the third, and I wanted Lake to have, like, a strong best friend because I think it's important to have one. So, I guess Sadie's the third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, That's Joel funny. and Sadie weren't really supposed to be characters anyway. They didn't, their original, uh, like, purpose was to be a place at a lunch table and wasn't supposed to be anything more than that. And then I decided that a Joel Reed bromance was too exciting. <laughs> And then I made them best friends because I just love those two together. And now Joel is a lot of people's favorite character because he is just a lovable himbo. He's heavily inspired by um, now like Jacob from the Quarry game because like mm. you just want to like he's handsome and like built, but he's like super silly and makes terrible decisions. But also you're so pretty. So I'm just going to yeah. tap you on the top of the head and go, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh that was a perfect comparison I think <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, do you have any other questions for us? We're not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that interesting. I don't know. Um, you don't have favorite, to ask us. What's your favorite color? Orange. Are you thinking? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are well, you she just No, because she just... <laughs> there. I, I didn't know, know she I was know. thinking. <laughs> I like purple. Purple's pretty. Best color. What about yours? Green. Which is why the uh, candle for the book is green. Because my mm. favorite color is green. I really wish I ended up getting that pack. I was just like buying it so fast. You want a candle? And... I'll send you one. <laughs> I mean, I literally have so much stuff. Just message me your address, both of you. You can have whatever you want. Get it out of my house, please. <laughs> Uh, I won't say no to a candle. Maybe we okay, can do a giveaway for your book, and one of our oh, listeners absolutely. can get it, get, yeah. a, get a signed copy. You want a signed copy? You also want these tarot cards? Because I got these. <laughs> oh my goodness! I have all this stuff, and I still have a, I still have a sticker. I got out all the good stuff. There's this thing that people have been doing. Um, they've had a um author send them a book and then they get a bunch of people and they do a traveling arc and people all do like little annotations and at the very oh. end they the author gets the book back so that they can read it with the annotations that would be so fun you could do Why that i think of that yeah so i don't know maybe we could uh do that with the next book or like whatever when it, everything yeah. comes together in life when everything comes together in life. <laughs> when truly. do you think that you're going to be putting it out for the world? The plan is next summer. I'm a little behind because Baldur's Gate 3 is taking over my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a totally acceptable. Honestly, I haven't written a single thing in a month. And I've just been so consumed by my other job. But, but like, I'm hoping I'm hoping August of next year will be its release. That's the plan anyway. As long as I stop just staring at the same chapters I've completed and actually work on something new, I will get it done. <laughs> I'd say a third of it is done, which is mostly read chapters, but they're considerably the more important chapters. So we got about two thirds to go. Nice. You're doing it. We're doing it. We're working. <laughs> Um, what was he gonna ask? Just writing down those ideas for the traveling do you, book. Do you know what color the cover is gonna be? I think book two's paperback is going to be green, and the hardcover is going to be royal purple. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. All the paperbacks are supposed to be like the happy sides of the book, so like very like blues greens whatever and then the other ones are supposed to be like very hard contrasting colors which is why this one is red and the next one will be like dark purple <laughs> um yeah i think green will be the next one and i have some fun ideas that i have to talk to my artist about next month about getting the cover already it's so weird Ooh. like i worked so hard on book one and i'm like I gotta do this again, and now I'm like back to where I've gotta get another cover mm -hmm. and get the book yeah, done and get beta readers, again. get people to read the book and tell me how silly I'm being and stuff like that. <laughs> I can sign Danielle and I up right now if you need readers. Listen, you can have the whole document today. <laughs> oh my god! Skipping <laughs> through to see it. if Quincy dies. <laughs> Literally, what I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter twelve. Quincy's dead. <laughs> <The end. laughs>
Oh my goodness. But for real. I mean, I end I was one of the um arc readers and I literally was screaming when you sent it to my email and I was like, I have to read this right now. And I did. I day. am super excited to see people read this one because the prologue specifically, I don't think is where people think it will be. Um, and I can tell you the prologue is a read point of view, um, which is a very important chapter. And I think when people read it, they'll either think it is important or they'll go, why did she write this? And then they'll realize why it's important later. Um, mm. It's very long, <laughs> but oh. it's very important. And um, I'm going to say it's actually it's a rewrite of the first short story I ever wrote in high school for a school project. I got a 96 on it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it was like the first thing I ever put out and my teacher told me that it was really good and I used inspiration from that for this and once the book comes out I'll give you the short story so you can see what it was um but yeah it's gonna it's gonna go somewhere <laughs> I'm so scared yeah <laughs> usually <laughs> Um, Danielle, do you have any other questions? I'm good. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> I feel like we've kind of done this throughout the interview already, but to close out the interview, can you give listeners a sneak preview blurb about A Tale of Poison Past, which I know you kind of, of already course. have done. Um, so essentially the, the gist of it is, um what happens when the past can't stay buried so everything that was left open in book one doesn't stay gone and lake has to deal with all the things she was lied about lied to about and overcoming the amount of grief that she has to deal with um and what happens when all you want to do is move on but the past just keeps coming back and how do people deal with that and it's the difference between people that just want to shove it away and the people that actually want to like explore it and work through it got chills a little bit right there just <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot more mental this mm -hmm. one as opposed to like action because like two there or one there's a lot of stuff like there's a there's like three brawls that occur in book one <laughs> and i can tell you in book two there's not a ton of brawls this time but there is a lot of like emotional scenes between characters and trying to overcome what has occurred to them woohoo Woo nervous i'm excited yeah all the things i'm Can't excited wait. for people to read it <laughs> Um, so where can they find you? Oh, geez. Your best place to find me. The really funny part is the only handle I have for my book is my Twitter, which is at author Elsie Watson. But if you want like my day to day life, um, I'm Lexi with a Y literally everywhere. <laughs> um, and I hang out on Twitch a lot and I'm on Instagram and occasionally I talk about my book on there. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I do in my day today. The book stuff is kind of like on the quieter side, social media wise, right now because like I'm still writing it. So like it's like I'm still writing the book. AI exist. I'm still writing the book. Mm. But if you want like my day to day life with my love of vampires and all of that <laughs> kind of stuff, you can find me, Lexi, everywhere. <laughs> Where can they find you, Morg? You can find me on Instagram at bookmorgs. 
Where can they find you, Danielle? Instagram. Danielle reads. I'm not going to spell it because I get made fun of every single episode. <laughs> D-A-N-I-A-L-L-R-E-A-D-S. I go. liked that. That was cute. Oh, thanks. thanks. I usually do that. <laughs> you can still do it right now. Nah. You literally can. No. Do it. I'll play my kazoo if you do it. <gasps> Dan. Do it. A-L-L. I spelled it you wrong because I'm too excited. You spelled it wrong. <laughs> Your name. I got too excited. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear the kazoo. Play us out. <laughs> I've got like forty of these. It's embarrassing. What? <laughs> Are they all different my pitches? Potato lip? No. My potato <gasps> it's lip. cute. Oh my god! Isn't she cute? Unrelated, but cute <laughs> potato lip. So related. Wait. Important question. What's the best kind of potato? <laughs> Ooh. Do you mean type of potato or like type of preparation? Like how you ration? Preparation. Yeah. Like okay, how because you Because I saw potato. a video the other day on TikTok of like, what's your favorite potato? And this guy was like, russet. And the other guy was like, you're talking about type of potato? He goes, yeah. What are you talking about? He's like, French fries, <laughs> potato chips. Why does that sound like it's Joe Santagato? Yeah, it does sound like it. <laughs> um my favorite potato is mm, smiley fries Ooh, Ooh, that's a good air fryer they're so good air fryer game changer game changer can't even spell my name it's a mess (laughs) you're killing it tanny yeah this is why we're kicking you out yep lexi's new (laughs) co-host yeah new co-host it's fine. I got a new job. <laughs> we get paid zero dollars. Yeah, uh, we're just we're just here. See, you can have your job back. <laughs> but we drink alcohol if you like we alcohol. We do drink alcohol. Okay, that counts. Yeah, there you go. Three sons, and I have a giant bag of candy. Ooh, snacks. Oh my gosh! All I have to offer you times. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh! I don't have anything. Oh. I'm going to send you candy now with the candle in the hardcover book. Oh my God. I feel like we're just going to open it and it's just going to be just like everything you threw in there. Yeah. And a kazoo. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> you're both getting, you're both receiving a kazoo. You get a kazoo. You get a kazoo. The Oprah Jesus of kazoos. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly. Well, this is Ben. Go buy this book. Oh, yeah. Hold it up. This Go book. buy the book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buy I gotta my hold book. It it's fun sometimes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> sometimes you might mm-hmm. have an emotional hangover the next day. At least ten pages are good. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, this is what Ben. Boost and reviewed. Yay with Lexi. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you all for having me. I had a lot of fun. I'm glad. Yay. My anxiety is gone. I'm so sweaty. I just wanted to let you all know.